you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and today I'm joined again by Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for coming back again. Glad to be back. Third week in a row. Three in a row. I know. We're doing the trifecta right now, the Chris trilogy, if you will. I think I'm uh, I, I'm the current record holder for most guest appearances. I think you are, because we've had four episodes so far. We had Tom first, and then... You've just been available, so it's kind of worked out this way. So, yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. You doing all right? Doing good. Good. How about you? Hanging in there. Another day in paradise. All right, so before we get started to today's fight, uh, we just wanted to mention first that the Game of Thrones poll ended for our Game of Thrones episode. Which uh, character from Game of Thrones would win a season of Survivor? Did you happen to see the poll? I last I checked, it was tied. It was 50-50, and that's how it ended, 50-50. Oh, wow. I know. So 50-50, Peter Baelish, and Tyrion Lannister. So Even know, match. Even match. So, you know, as we move forward, get out and vote, and so that way we don't have a 50-50 split. But I'm glad there people were out there voting. And the Power Ranger versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles poll will still be up until later today when this episode is airing. So make sure you go and vote for that episode also. Uh, another addition I also wanted to say was I want to give a thank you to Signcast. This is a podcast that is doing a retrospective of all 180 episodes of Seinfeld. And uh, the two guys who do it, Matt and Vinny, they gave the Who Would Win cast a shout out. So I wanted to say thank you to them. If you like Seinfeld, go check it out. It's a really good podcast. They're coming up on their 100th episode coming up. So give them a give them a listen. Was that a special Seinfeld episode, episode 100 of Seinfeld? It is the... Um, What's it called? Is that where they did the episode where they like repeated things that happened before? This, yeah, this is like the I don't want to say the flashback show, the the clip show where they go back and look at everything okay. that's happened the past ninety nine episodes or so. Yes. So I know that they said they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for that episode because that's their hundredth episode also. So yeah, uh, definitely give them a listen and big thank you to Matt and Vinny for giving the Who Would Win cast a shout out. So as always, if you have any ideas for any future mashups or scenarios. Or if you'd just like to say hi or reach out to us, you can find us through Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. So, Chris, what do we have today? Well, I teased it last week uh-huh. by saying it was two iconic American movie franchises. I may have misled a little <laughs> bit with that clue. Uh, tonight, we're, tonight we're doing Jaws. We're doing Chief Brody from Jaws. Yep. Versus Finn from Sharknado. Two franchises that are... I mean, Jaws is a phenomenal movie. The Jaws 1 received many accolades. That's right. The rest of the franchise... Downhill since then. That's right. Sharknado franchise as a whole. Going uphill, at least. I mean, the first one... The first one is an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's Jaws? Do you remember, Do you know? Jaws 1? Yeah, Jaws 1. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I guess it's it's got to be like... 
Probably. I feel like it's got to be like 99 or something. There's that one jerk who said, oh, shark didn't look real or something. Who <laughs> gave it a bad review. But, I mean, then the other Sharknados, two I wasn't a huge fan of. I like. I thought three was funny. Once they took it into space, I'm thinking, all right, now now they kind of know what they're doing with this. So it took you till the last 10 minutes of the movie to be like, oh, I'm on board I'm like, now. now I'm on board. Now I'm on board. So, I mean, and we're also doing this episode in honor of Sharknado 4. That's right. The Fourth Awakens, which comes out on the thirty first of Ju- July. July thirty first. Yeah, so this coming Sunday, it'll be it'll be on. So are you excited for that? Very. Yeah, I know. I, last year we had a Sharknado party. Yeah, I, I like the theme party for it. Maybe if there's a way I can figure this out, maybe I'll upload some photos from last year's Sharknado party so people can that'll, see. That'll be a nice treat for the listener. Exactly. Yeah. So awesome. So two great franchises, two men that have experience with sharks. Uh, yes. In some way, I suppose. Yes. Definitely more experience after the movie. Yes. I definitely agree with that. So, who are you picking for this fight, then? I'm going with Finley the Finn Shepherd. All right. And I am taking Chief Martin Brody. Want to do a little uh, history and fun facts? Let's do it. All right. Go ahead. All right. Well, Sharknado uh, released July 11th, 2013 uh-huh. on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. That's S-Y-F-Y. For people who didn't know sci-fi changed the way they spell Yeah, why'd they do that? Did they ever uh, say why? Don't even get me started. Do you know? No, I have no idea. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I assume to be hip and edgy or something. And it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. And they used to have the cool, like a Saturn logo, I believe, on the old sci-fi logo yeah. with the ring Yeah, now it just it says sci-fi. Now it just like says sci-fi. Some letters. Exactly. Like fancy letters or something. And now this is an original sci-fi this show. This was a sci-fi original in the right. vein of like weird sci-fi original movies, like low budget. They're really like... This, um, was it Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? Just like it. Exactly. But much more successful. Now, why do you think this one's so successful? I think it had just the right mix of silliness at the right time when people were, like, interested in a movie with sharks, maybe. Right. So it wasn't an immediate hit. So it, it aired on July 11th, 2013, and uh, when it... It aired to 1.37 million viewers, okay. which is actually below average for a sci-fi original. They average around 1.5. Uh-huh. But then it got a lot of uh, traffic on Twitter. It was oh, trending. Okay. Some famous people were tweeting about it. Okay. So sci-fi decided to re-air it a week later. And it was probably huge. Not quite yet. They okay. got 1.89 million viewers for that. Okay. And then I think they picked up the advertising, and when they aired it again at the end of July, they had 2.1 million, and that was a sci-fi uh, a record for an encore of a sci-fi original film. Interesting. And uh, that's that's how Sharknado got famous, I guess. I so through social media. Yeah, I really think they owe it to social media and wow. like, good timing for a funny summer. Shark it's movie. summertime. People are usually they want something to watch at night in the summer on a weekend or something. And it's a bit it's a bit uh, fitting because Jaws one was kind of the original summer blockbuster. Right. Uh, at the time, they didn't they didn't release huge movies in the summer now that they do now yeah so now sci-fi is continuing kind of this tradition and they've been doing one every year since then that's right so it seems like who knows if they're going to continue this or not <laughs> who knows yeah uh directed by anthony c ferrante written by thunder levin okay and that is his real name thunder levin his real name is born, thunder or name yes wow according to imdb okay it's the only trivia fact about thunder levin <laughs> that's his true name thunder is his real name <laughs> Um, like you said, Sharknado 2. What was, what was Sharknado 2 called? The second one. The second one, right. They had a contest for you to pitch a title. Um, oh, and that one? That one. And I actually pitched a title. 
What was and yours? Mine was about? Sharknado Two: Bite Another Day. I like that. You that know, they even did. Was. They did a James Bond parody open in Sharknado Three, I believe, with it's, the president. Just before that, like before they even put the title up, they did like the um, kind of the. Oh, you're right. The with spotlight, the, gun, the gun and you barrel? at the camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, Sharknado so, Two. They went with the airplane parody open. Sharknado yes, Three was James I do Bond. remember that. They yes. probably saw your idea and stole it. I should sue Sci-Fi or Sifi. Sifi. Whatever their their lawyers say is their true name. Yeah, so Bite Another Day was the title that I came up with. That would have been great. Yeah, I think it would have been. I would have watched that. I appreciate that. I'd probably watch Sharknado no matter what. This is true. Then you have the third one. Which was called All Hell No. Oh, hell no. And then you have The Fourth Awakens. The Fourth Awakens. Yeah. They like their puns. They do. So let's see what they do moving forward, too. You have anything else on uh, Mr. Finley here? Um, Played by Ian Ziering. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's good for me for now. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so for me, so with Mr. Chief Martin Brody, uh, he first appeared in the 1974 novel Jaws, which was written by Peter Benchley, and he was the chief of police for Amity, which is also the uh, town in the movie. But in the novel, Amity took place in Long Island, New York. And in the 1975 film Jaws, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, where uh, Chief Brody was portrayed by Roy Scheider, he is the chief of police for Amity, but the resort town is in Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts area. So it's still Amity, but it takes place in Massachusetts. So I wanted to add, I actually have a fun family story. I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. Have I with Jaws? And my my dad? Uh, I don't think you have. No. So my dad... Um, my uncle, so his brother, and my grandparents, my, my dad's fa- uh, mom and dad, they were in Martha's Vineyard in the summer of 1974, in June, while they were filming Jaws. And at the time, they didn't know who Steven Spielberg was. They had no idea what this thing was. But they said to a lot of people who were there at the time, if you want to be extras, you can stay and be extras in the movie. And my grandmother said no, because they would have had to stay a couple extra days and either they couldn't afford it or they didn't want to stay a couple extra days because they had to go home. So oh, my, that's a shame. My, my grandparents and my dad and uncle could have been in Jaws. Could have been part of movie history. That's right. And I was watching it a couple weeks ago, like around July 4th time, since it's such a great July 4th movie. And my dad was watching it with me and he goes, yep, I remember standing behind the camera there. And there, and it was mainly the shot when the shark attacks the boy on the raft, like those scenes. So he remembers the lady splashing around, the dog being in the water. Did, did the dog get eaten as well? The dog did get eaten. That's kind of an overlooked casualty of Jaws, is, I yeah, feel. Yeah, you're right. No they one, look no more one... about the humans, not really the... I understand that, but no one even mentioned Especially with society and the way they treat animals today, they care about them so much. You would think that somebody would... You know, maybe it wasn't as big at that time. Probably wasn't. If it was today, everyone would be like, "Oh, oh man. the dog!" Peta would just pick it. Oh, they really game. would. I think Peta's going to have some issues with your character though when we get to our fight. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Chief Brady also appeared in Jaws Two, which was released in 1978, and he was also in Jaws: The Revenge in 1987. But he was only in it through archival footage. He didn't film any new scenes for the movie. A couple fun facts. Robert Duvall, Charlton Heston, and Gene Hackman were originally thought of being uh, cast as the character. And I thought this was really interesting, too. That one of the biggest quotes from Jaws, the line, you're going to need a bigger boat, that was actually ad-libbed by Scheider when they I were have, filming it. I have heard that before. And it's also 
one of the most incorrectly quoted lines in movies. People like to say, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, a lot of times we're going to say, we're going to need a bigger boat. But it's really, you're going to need a bigger boat when he says that to Quinn when the shark, when Jaws finally comes. It does capture the spirit of the quote if you use the wrong pronoun, though. So it's pretty close. This is true. Exactly. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So this is what I have uh, for a little fun facts and trivia about uh, Chief Martin Brody here. So ready to get into the fight? Let's do it. So what's the scenario? What are we looking at here? This is a good question because we, we've been talking about this. I, I am in favor of kind of a, a multi-part competition, like a combination of overall character ability, like just general life skill, maybe culminating in like a one-on-one fight. Okay. So but, we're talking like a fist fight between the two of them? It is called Who Would Win? So, mm-hmm. I, um, But my second part is like in the field of shark hunting and killing. Okay. So multi-faceted who would win. Okay. That sounds good to me. All right. All right, I'll let you start. Go ahead. Well, I have to say, Finley the Finn Shepherd, as he is called in Sharknado 1, and no one ever uses the nickname The Finn ever. Everyone just calls him Finn. Right. Um, is he really FN2187 and he just goes by Finn? Oh. Are you saying there's a Star Wars Sharknado tie-in? Maybe in The Fourth called, Awakens? Maybe in The Fourth... They're probably... I'm calling this right now. They're going to make an FN2187 joke in The Fourth Awakens. Oh, wow. I feel like they have to. Before. I wasn't... Uh, this isn't part of my argument, but I just have to say <laughs> Go right ahead. Do you remember... I think it's Sharknado 2. Okay. The ending where they, they're up at the top of... Uh, is it the Empire State Building? I believe so. That one takes place in New York. In New York, yeah. their plan is to explode the Freon tanks to freeze the tornado. <laughs> yes. And he explodes into the air, uh-huh. and he lassos a shark, uh-huh. and it would be the perfect time to surf it, but he kind of just rides oh, it like rodeo style. Right. That would make sense, because he's, he's a surfer. surfer. Right? He's actually a world champion surf legend. Ooh. It's mentioned offhand in Sharknado 1. They should really address so, that. I don't know if what he won. Someone just refers to him as a world champion. Okay. Huh, did not know that. So that's that's resume point number one. Okay, Finn so Shepherd. you're saying he's a he's a world champion. World champion surf legend. Okay, cool. Already famous. He's already, of the so he's already famous, all right. Um, he at one point saves a school bus full of children. Okay. This is a this is a great thing to put on your resume. Okay. People see that, they're like, he's brave, he's strong, mm-hmm. he cares about children. Okay. He's hitting all the points. This is true. All right, later on... He also cares about children like Nova who are significantly younger than him doesn't he have a thing for Nova alright first of all in the beginning of Sharknado 1 he actually turns her down because she's sitting on him in his bar and he's like whoa get back to work so he so then who's he interested in well I do think he might get interested in Nova later because he's interested in her in the third one no because he's back with I mean they're friends April right Yeah. throughout the movies it's a weird love story because it seems like he's always trying to get back with April right even though she's kind of horrible. Yeah. Uh, hashtag April dies. Oh, let's see what happens. That's what I... Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, too. If yeah. you don't know what we're talking about, the end of Sharknado 3 ended with a cliffhanger of whether Tara Reid's character, April Wexler, died or not, and they let you the fans vote on Twitter. And we're going to find out. Yeah, so people are excited to know. Yes. Um, okay, continuing on with Finn's resume. There's one point in the first movie where they're hiding in kind of uh, that airplane hangar where his son is. Yeah. And they hold the they they are they run in a closet, and Finn is holding like a piece of sheet metal to protect them from a tornado, and this is an according to weather reports in Sharknado, this is an EF five tornado, uh, that's sustained winds greater than two hundred miles per hour, or three hundred and twenty two kilometers per hour, and he's holding the door shut with his bare hand. 
Okay. So that's like superhuman strength. So he has superhuman strength, unless yes. that's just a gaff. Well, I think he has superhuman strength. Okay, fair enough. Um, okay, that's that's his Sharknado accomplishments. In addition to saving multiple large metropolitan areas from Sharknados. But did he? All right, we'll talk about that later. Let me continue on. <laughs> Moving into Sharknado 2. Okay. He lands an airplane. Yeah. No pilot experience as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Although he also is in an airplane in Sharknado 3. But he doesn't fly that. He doesn't fly it then. No and that's later. That's, that's after 2. So yeah. He could have that experience As far as I know, he didn't have any piloting experience. Mm-hmm. I always wondered if he had military background, because he always says Semper Paratus. His son did. Wasn't his son his, in the military? His son was, like, in the Air Force something. Or something. Yeah. But he always said Semper Paratus, which sounded like a military thing. It's actually the motto, the motto of the U.S. Coast Guard. Okay. So he might have been a former Coast Guard member. Maybe. Or he just likes to be prepared. Probably. Uh, moving on. Uh, taking us into Sharknado 3. This is when Finn's accomplishments really overshadow... It opens with him receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom. From President... Um, Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban. Right. Who he, who he and, then, vice, and Vice President and Coulter. And Coulter right. Who he, he subsequently saves the life of President Mark Cuban. This is, yeah. As sharks fall on the White House. Right. They, uh, they're leading him through the secret bunker, and he keeps asking for a gun, and they won't give him one. They're like, no one gets a gun. And but luckily, then, he had the Golden Chainsaw Award or whatever. He didn't even use that yet. He yeah. uses that later... Actually, all the Secret Service agents get eaten by sharks, yeah. so the president takes them to the armory, uh-huh. where they get to do like a huge machine gun battling scene. Yeah. So he killed a lot of sharks then. Okay. Uh, but continuing on, you mentioned the Golden Chainsaw. He receives the Order of the Golden Chainsaw. Oh, the Order, that's from right. From the mayor of New York. Right. Which comes with a Golden Chainsaw that actually works. Yeah. I, when I first saw that, I thought... There's no way this thing's going to work. And then it, knowing Sharknado, it kind of right. makes sense. You wouldn't normally give someone a working <laughs> chainsaw trophy. As an award, yes. So the fact that it works makes me think they bought a chainsaw and like spray-painted it gold. That's probably what they did. Would that, would that screw up the chain or anything? They were probably really careful when they spray-painted probably. it. Probably. Because if it was made of solid gold, I think that'd be a very heavy chainsaw. It would be. And it'd be easily bendable and... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Gold is soft, right. so... Hopefully it was just spray-painted chainsaw. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Finn, uh, after receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom, he uh, goes on to destroy more Sharknados. Uh, while in a plane with Nova, he rescues, or he prevents a tornado, a Sharknado, I'm sorry, yeah. from hitting a NASCAR event, saving hundreds of thousands of lives. Then he ends, with, ends up going into space and stopping the Sharkacane. Yeah, I forgot there was a shark cane. That's right. Yep. All right, so that's a pretty pretty heavy resume there. Yep. That is pretty heavy. So, I mean, you're looking at Chief Brody, family man, just trying to do what he can to support his family. They moved from New York to, in the book, Long Island. Why did he move? That I have no idea. I think he probably just wanted a different scenery. I think you're right. I think he probably couldn't hack it in New York. You think and he so? needed a small town he, cop he job. He needed a small town cop where job. he wouldn't have to worry about Maybe major problems. Maybe he just wanted to live on the beach and just enjoy it. Because if like, listen, he didn't if seem I got, to like the beach that much. But if I could get paid just to like be at a beach resort, I would do it. Oh, okay. So your character is lazy, is what you're saying. I understand. He is taking advantage of the surroundings around oh, him. Oh, your he's character a smart guy. takes advantage of taxpayers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, he's a family man. He's smart. He's the only person on this island or town, 
short town, whatever you want to call it, with common sense, when the shark is attacking and he finds the dead girl in the water on the beach or whatnot, he gets the mayor and says, listen, we need to close the beaches. He calls in a shark expert. He says, listen, we need to get other people to come in here and help us figure this out. We need to stop these attacks from happening. Only person who's trying to get this done, everyone else, no, forget it, forget about it, forget about it. And he goes on a mission when it gets to the point where no one else is going to do it, he says, I have to take it into my own hands. I have to take the law into my own hands, essentially. And he goes and takes down the shark, and he does it a second time in Jaws 2. He wasn't planning to take out the shark by himself, though. He got the mayor to hire Quint. Right, but he accompanied him because he, he wanted did. to help Quint. He did. Out. That Correct. was admirable. Yes. But I have to rebut another point of yours. You said he was in favor of shutting the beaches down. Did he shut the beaches down? He wanted to, but he didn't have... Uh, per- the mayor wouldn't let him. You know what? I feel like he should have overridden the mayor. He should have gone to the town. He should have been like, look, town, there's a shark. He did, though. They had the meeting inside the... Uh, no, no. That was... That was... I think that was after. After what? After the boy got killed. So after the boy got... Right, okay, yes. So then... And then he said, listen, we need to really close he the beaches did, again. after someone died because of it. Right, but the mayor still wouldn't close the beaches. Look, opening of Sharknado 1, <laughs> after Finn's friend is attacked on his surfboard... Right. And he rescues him. Uh-huh. Well, his friend's on a jet ski, Finn's on a surfboard. Then he rescues him and rides the jet ski. He goes back to his bar. He owns a bar. Yeah. He closes it down immediately. He's like, stuff's going wrong. I'm not going to wait for approval. I'm not going to wait for well, that's confirmation. He's a, he's a private business owner. You know, he, he ha- there's, there's a ch- democratic, bureaucratic chain of command that Chief Brody has there, to follow. I understand that, but look, lives were on the line. He should have made an executive decision and been like... Beaches he, are close. He respects the law more than to break it in order to get what he wants. Because he is the law. And if he's breaking the law to get what he wants, then he's being contradictory to his own means. Well, one child and one dog is dead because of that. So <laughs> At that point, too. We'll actually. let the listeners decide what's more important. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get into the argument now about the uh, who would win in a shark off, I guess we would say? What is it? Yeah, what do you so shark general off? shark hunting ability. Okay, general shark hunting ability. So my character, Finn Shepard... Has, is personally responsible for killing 34 sharks throughout Sharknado 1 through 3. Okay. I'm just counting direct kills, like, one-on-one with a weapon. He uses lots of weapons. He uses ranging from, like, lampshade to chainsaw to handgun to shotgun. Whatever he can find, he can kill a shark with. So he killed 34. Ballpark. Not counting the, the sharks that were killed by destroying the tornado. So he killed 34. Sharknado. So he killed. So we saw Finn kill 34 in three films. Yes. Okay. How many sharks do you think there were in total in the Sharknado films? Oh, there were hundreds. So Every time you looked, there was like 100 sharks. Everywhere. Okay, so what's his batting average right there? I don't I don't see how that applies to this situation. Well, how many sharks opportunities did Chief Brody had to kill? One. Well, in the two movies. Two. And how many did he kill? He killed two sharks. So what's his batting average? I don't think we should call it batting average. I think so we what's should his call ki- it what's his killing average? Sharking average. What's his sharking average? I guess you're trying to say it's 100%. It is. I'm not trying to guess that. It is 100%. He has a 100% sharking average right now where Finn will be generous. I'm getting my calculator right now. We'll say oh he... There, well, what are we going to say? 10,000 well, sharks? If you're going to be like this, there were a lot more sharks. Look, destroying the Sharknado, <laughs> all those sharks are going to die but now. he didn't destroy the Sharknado either. Nova he just, and He destroyed son. the third Sharknado... He destroyed the third Sharknado in Sharknado 1 because he drove the truck into it. But he By the way, but he, he drove a truck that. full of explosives into a Sharknado. But he didn't know how to destroy it if it wasn't for Nova and his son, I think his name's Matt, being up in the 
helicopter throwing bombs into the Sharknados. So if they didn't do it, he would have no idea how to do it or if it would have worked. Wait, I think he thought of the plan to throw the, the bombs into the Sharknado. Then why didn't he implement it? Because his son knew how to fly the helicopter. But I thought he was an ace pilot. No, he's not an ace pilot. Only in emergencies. Oh, that's not an emergency? Well, LA his, is being attacked by his son is a trained sharks. His son is a trained pilot. He's going to let him do it. Okay. And Finn's just going to... He had to stay on the ground to protect him. Okay. He actually shot was shooting sharks out of the sky with his gun. <laughs> okay, so that that's not really bringing up his his sharking average though. Well, cuz I'm trying to say if we're going to count total sharks killed, every shark that was in that Sharknado that didn't fall back into salt water died eventually. This is true. So, yeah. that's a lot of shark deaths right there. And I didn't even try to count them. Unless they were able to get into a house where there was a lot of flooding, like in April's house, the sharks were able to swim inside her house. That's true. That shark, yep. And then remember the shark bit her and there or spit someone and Finn just looks at the water and goes, "It looks like it's that time of the month." Finn didn't say that. No. That would be a classless thing for my character to say. <laughs> Who said Finn's it? Finn's friend like Bob. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to declass Finn at all. I'm just it just right. sounds like something Finn would say just cuz Oh no! Just because of the stupid writing in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, not because of his character, just because of whatnot. All right, so I have a question for you. Where's your film take place? It takes place all over the country, Steve. Sharknado One takes place in. So uh, where does Sharknado One take place? Uh, Los Angeles. Right? Los Angeles, which is in California. California, and this movie was made in. It it came out in 2013. 2013 in the summertime, 2013. The so we summer. can assume that in this fictional timeline, it's probably taking place in 2013. We can, I guess you could safely assume that. It's probably not in, taking place in, in like 2005. I, I think, sure, that's fair. In March of 2013, <laughs> California passed a law making it uh, illegal to kill great white sharks, and they are protected under the Endangered Species Act, and you can face criminal persecution for killing sh- great white sharks. So, Finn is going to jail. For multiple counts of shark killings, because this act was passed before the movie came out. Is there any exceptions in this bill for, like, acts of uh, shark attack or sharknado? No, it does not say that. I think this would be an emergency situation that there'd be room for. For a little wriggle room? Yeah. Well, like I was saying earlier, PETA, if they saw this guy, they would stop him. No matter. I mean, even if there was a sharknado, I feel like people would be like, listen, you gotta, you gotta stop you got to stop, man. He doesn't want to kill the sharks. He just has to save people. He has, like, a, a compulsive need to be a hero. Now, when I was doing some research, I, I started thinking. I feel like Finn is a representation of society's interpretation of sharks. Go on. So, society's interpretation of sharks is that they are mindless, killing machines that won't stop at just harming other individuals. Hmm, it's funny you say that because I believe that mindset was probably started from the movie Jaws. It probably was, but that's not Chief Brody's fault. That's Spielberg's fault. Okay, continue. Yeah. I feel like Finn is like that. Finn is a shark in the movie. He just goes around killing, mindlessly killing things, in this case sharks, without any accountability, and he needs to be stopped because he's getting out of hand. There is accountability because the he receives the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Mark Cuban. Who is the president? In, Just this, because... in, this, in this fictional timeline. Right. His, it's from the president. <laughs> okay. Who happens to be played by Mark Cuban. Right. Was Did he have a name? Do we know? Was he just the president, I wonder? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. He probably did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, you know, looking at the, the, the sharking average, we're going to call it, 
Finn's illegal sharking activities in the state of California post the the shark killing act. I mean, all right. Even though I debate the point that they would make an exception for shark killing in the event of shark nados, uh huh. And I debate the fact that he is a mindless murderer because he really only tries to kill sharks that fall on him, and then he tries to stop shark nados, which are going to just kill hundreds of thousands of people left to go. We can talk about crimes. Uh, let's talk about Jaws too. Okay. Do you happen to remember what happened after Chief Brody was fired? I do not. Refresh my um, memory. I'll go. I'll back up a little bit. Jaws two very similar opening to Jaws one. Get the person swimming. Uh, right. Yeah, I think it starts with two divers. That okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're just missing. And then later, uh, I think a girl in a boat is attacked. And I forget if a body washed up. But anyway, there's starting to be some mounting evidence of a shark. And Chief Brody finds it, and he's like, oh, I know a killer whale washes up on the beach with, like, a big bite mark. I do remember. And he's like, this is a shark bite. He goes to the mayor, same mayor. Because he's an idiot. Still an idiot. Still an idiot. Yeah. He thought he might have learned a lesson from for the first Jaws, and yeah. he's like, he was even remorseful, because he's like, my son was at that beach, the beach where he let everyone swim. Right. And, nope, he's back to his old ways. He's like, no, you're not closing down this beach. And now he has a backup, because he has the whole board from the town to be like, no, we're not closing the beach down. That that doesn't look like a shark. He even has a picture that the diver camera took. It was a little blurry. Right. But you can see a shark eye, and they're like, I don't think this is a shark. So they fire him. He drives home. He drives home drunk, Steve. In the morning, his wife finds numerous, I'm talking like eight to ten empty beer cans right outside the door of his truck. Like, he was leaving evidence of his drunk driving. Are you bringing his personal life into his work life? Yeah, his personal life is his work life. He's, he, drunk, he drinks and drives. That's a danger to the <laughs> to people of his town that he swore an oath to protect and serve. Oh my gosh. Wow, you're really shooting hard at Chief Brody right now. You brought up an obscure law passed <laughs> in what, for all I know, could be an alternate universe. Because we don't know if Sharknado takes place in the same universe we live in. This is a movie universe. Right. Well, we don't know Jaws takes place in the same universe that we... Oh, you know, are you from... saying Jaws takes place in a universe where drinking and driving is okay? I never said that, but you never know. It seems like that's what you're trying to imply right now. You never know. I'm not condoning drinking and driving. Kids don't do it. But. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's see. So, I mean, but Finn's, ex- or uh, Chief Brody's experience with sharks is probably just the same as Finn's. They both have no experience with sharks. Just I, I be- think a surfer would have a little bit of experience with sharks. I don't know. Just, just to know. Just I mean, just because you surf doesn't mean you know a lot about sharks, though. Uh, that's true. Just I- because you hike doesn't mean you can't fight off a bear. Agreed. Yeah. I just would think a world champion surfer would at least know a little bit about sharks. He would know a lot about the waves. Right. He would know a lot about the waves yeah. and a little bit about sharks. Maybe a little bit. I don't think Chief Brody knew anything about sharks. Well, he... this shows Chief Brody's intelligence. After the first after the first attack, the girl, he took it upon himself to know everything he could because he wanted to be on top of this because that's the kind of individual that he is. He said this girl was killed by a shark. He did all the research. He was looking through all the books. He was reading through all the materials he could find, looking at pictures other instances of shark attacks and he called in Hooper he got to the point where he said you know what I need a little extra help it takes a big man to say listen I can't do this alone I need some help so he calls in Hooper Hooper comes in and provides extra assistance for our hero Hooper that is admirable I agree with that that was that was a good move yeah. for Chief Brody because he didn't know anything about sharks right he basically had to google the he, equivalent of googling shark he could have done what I don't want to mention names but Finn does and he 
he could have just went crazy and just started like shooting in the water and like mindlessly. Oh, you mean like exactly like he did in Jaws 2? You're saying that was a good move on Brody's part to aimlessly shoot into the water? He was far away from the coast though. I'm talking Jaws 2, Steve. Uh, our friend Chief Brody, he's probably dealing with a little PTSD, post-traumatic shark disorder. Right. Coined by... That is that is in Sharknado. Shark, it's in Sharknado 3. Yes. Um, from Frankie Muniz actually uses that term. I forgot he was in that movie. Only for a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, he's not doing so well. He's kind of... He's not all... He's having, like I said, post-traumatic shark disorder. He's up in his, uh, his shark watch tower. He thinks he sees a shark moving. Some shadow in the water. He rings the shark bell, has everyone get out of the water. He runs down there with his gun, just points the gun into the water, fires all his bullets. Exactly like you just said, was a bad thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but Jaws 2 is a bad movie in general. That's irrelevant to the discussion <laughs> we're having. It's not bad. I, I thought it was just kind of boring. Yeah, it's the same movie. A very similar plot line. Yes. <laughs> all right, what else you got? Um... I don't know if this is a great argument. I'm going to just bring it up because I thought it was kind of a funny scene. In the first Jaws, do you remember when uh, Hooper comes over Brody's house? Um, the night the night they're going to open up the shark to see if it ate any humans? Yes, yes. And he like starts stealing their yeah, dinner. Yeah, he just immediately takes his food. Like <laughs> yeah. It was a total like alpha move. Yeah. And Brody's just like, that's fine. I got my bottle of wine. I'm an alcoholic. Right. I'll just drink this wine. Is it confirmed that he's an alcoholic in Jaws 1? Uh, I wouldn't say confirmed, yeah. but he drank kind of a lot yeah i think he was drunk at a couple key parts i, I mean i'm not sure how stressful a police job on an island resort can be i'm gonna go ahead and say not that stressful um i it, mean unless there's many shark attacks and everyone's looking towards you and you're saying hey listen this is what we need to do and no one's listening to you i don't think there were many shark attacks i think it was pretty quiet here's actually some of the complaints that were coming up at the beginning both jaws movies jaws one and two open with brady kind of brody kind of fielding these like inane townspeople complaints that are like really small compared to what he's dealing with so some of the complaints are like in the first one this guy complains that a local a bunch of kids from a local karate studio yeah. just learned how to karate yeah. chop or and something they were, they were and they were down the they fence. were chopping his fence down yeah and then another guy complains about a car that's been parked in front of his house for a while and then in jaws 2 there's a very similar scene where one guy's complaining about some cb radio operator that's too loud and then another guy complains that there's a, a woman across the street who dances in her window and, like, distracts his son or something. Just, like, right. really dumb stuff like that. Right. So that's the level of skill that, that we're looking at that Chief Brody has to deal with. Yeah. That's... Right. So I guess we could, I mean, we don't really know about his experience in New York, but something must have happened that made him want to leave New York. Also, he doesn't like boats or the water, right? I believe so. Yeah. So I'm saying that counts against you in shark hunting. Yeah, but when it when it came time to do it he got on the boat he got on the boat with that's hooper true. when hooper went diving and he got on the orca to go with hooper and quint to go track down the shark that's very true did you do you remember what happened in jaws 2 when he went to go uh he was trying to save his kids that's what that's what made him go out in jaws 2 shows him his great family man he is and he, he was trying to protect is. his family in the first one that is true yeah just like finn finn is also a great family man trying to reunite his wife for the sake of his children and also hit with like, try to get with nova if possible yeah well I guarantee, I'm calling this too. If April dies, he's going to be with Nova in this. Movie. Oh, I hope so. I'm rooting for that. But and then that that that, that, that kind of gets rid of his family man. Well, that's not what Finn wants. That's what I, as the viewer, want. Because I know I think that's better for Finn. Tara's Tara Reed's not right for him. Yeah, she frequently tries to deter him from doing the right thing. Right. Remember when he saved that bus full of kids? She I was did. like, "No, don't do that." Yeah. You I'm always not. think about other people. <laughs> that's her complaint. He's too 
They he's, too, he's too selfish or selfless, selfless. excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to Jaws two. He finds out his his kids uh, against his wishes went out sailing for the day. He has to go find them. So he goes with uh, the deputy sheriff. He's been fired at this point, so he's technically stealing. But I'm going to say, just like it's okay to kill sharks in California in a Sharknado emergency, it's okay to steal a police boat, even though you've just been fired if you're trying to save your kids at Jaws 2. Yeah. He goes out with his wife, and he goes out with the, the assistant deputy, or who, who now is probably the chief. He sails out. He finds uh, a girl uh, who is in her boat because the guy she was with got eaten. Yeah. She's freaked out. She's scared. So another, luckily, there's another boat nearby. He has that boat take this girl back. And he has his wife and the deputy go with uh, the girl. So he's by himself. And he has no boating or navigational experience to the point that he asks uh, where the lighthouse is that he's trying to get to. And the person answers, oh, just go 10 degrees southeast or something like that off your current course. Yeah. And he goes, what? Don't tell it to me like that. Just point. <laughs> so he, that's a horrible way to navigate in the ocean, by the way. This is true, I'm sure. So I, he found the lighthouse, though, for what it's worth. So I mean, it's not that hard to find a lighthouse. That's a good point. I don't know why he had so much trouble with that. Yeah. But it just was, I think it was just poor judgment to go in that boat by himself with no navigational experience and then tell someone to point where he's going. And in the first one, it was Hooper who was doing all the sailing. Yeah, because I don't think Brody, like, really knew how to drive a boat. So, yeah, Quint had Hooper steer. Right, and Quint was just pretty much in charge of shooting the shark and, and trying to hunt it down. Yeah, he was, like, chumming the water up. Yeah. But he did get the final kill shot. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he was able... I mean, well, Quint was the one who put the the tank in the shark. I don't say deliberately, but he was fighting off Jaws. Oh, that was Brody. Was it Brody? I think, the, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Quint was hitting it with, when, like, Quint was getting eaten. I thought Quint was the one. No, Quint just fell in. By the uh, way, do you remember how he fell in? Quint? Quint, yeah. How he fell in? Didn't he go, he, did he jump down to try to fight it off? Because uh, it, it jumped on the back of the boat. Right, and it was kind of leaning it, so he was, he was on the incline. Right. Grabs onto Chief Brody's hand. Slips right away. So you're... Are you su- suggesting that Chief Brody let Quint die? I'm not saying he killed him. <laughs> I'm just saying... He should have held on. I mean, he did try to help him. He did try. Yeah. But he failed. But he... Right, he did fail. I mean, police officers are not perfect. Not all police officers are perfect. No, that's true. I actually wouldn't fault him for that. He, it was a tense situation. Yeah. But I think after that, Brody goes inside and the shark bust through and, and that's then, when and then you're it. right and then he like threw it yeah he throws threw it, it in the it, mouth throws it in yeah. the mouth right and then, shoot it later. and then he has that kill from who knows how far away and blows it like, right up i think he had to wait for the shark to be like 10 feet away and he has that awesome that awesome line as he's right about to shoot it he does well are we gonna we're a children's podcast so so you know i don't know if we can say it. that's right so i mean i'm but you know kind of i guess we could start wrapping up here so you know i'm thinking you know, when you're looking at the, ba- the the sharking average, when it came to this is what you have to do, can you do it? Brody did it two out of two, hundred percent. Finn, he did kill an impressive amount of sharks, but when you look at everything overall, he really didn't put that much of a dent in it, especially considering three films. Who knows what's going to happen in the fourth film here? Brody, he's a family man. When it came time to learn more about sharks and figure out how to destroy it he did his research he did his homework he went to the local library consulted an expert did everything he could to learn about his enemy just like a smart strategic person would do you make some good points uh, I still think Finn's a better choice 
like I said, Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's that's quite an accomplishment. Killed over 30 sharks. Even though you seem to think the percentage is very important, uh, that's just an, the quantity also is important. I wish I could think of a better analogy, but I can't. So I'm just going to say 34 sharks. And, and your guy's also breaking the law numerous times every time he kills a shark. Maybe. Maybe. Like I said, it's a parallel movie universe. They might not have passed that law in the Sharknado universe. I'm sh- I'm f- I feel like most laws translate into. I think it's that, like kind of like assumed that's not that true like at all, all like most laws like. That's not true. Why not? Because it's fiction. They don't have to be entirely real. I feel like unless they specifically address that it does not exist, then I feel like that's it ridiculous. Exists. You think they're to specifically address every law they might possibly break in a movie? Are you saying Sharknado Four is just going to be a drawn-out legal battle where he's a, arrested for all the great whites he's murdered? I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be very surprised. That's what they need to happen. The he ju- needs to be accountable for everything that he's done. The judge's name, FN, two one eight seven. Two one eight seven. All right, cool. So uh, we're, we're going to start a new uh, segment, I think, after last week with the who are they, where are they now for the Power Rangers. Uh, I think we're going to try to start bringing this back at the end of every episode just to kind of summarize a little bit where these characters, actors, where they are now. So with uh, Chief Brody, he died actually in Jaws the Revenge. We mentioned that he was in it, but he actually just died in the beginning of it. He had a heart attack, and that was the end of the character. Was he going to be in the movie? I don't believe so. I didn't think so. No, he he, he just th- through the archival footage, they were able to have him have a heart attack. Wait, did he have? Is that how he died in real life? In real life, he had. I think he had cancer. The, the, oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So also, Roy Schneider died in February 2008. I thought that's what cancer. we were talking about. Oh no, and no, then no. I thought you were thinking that Jaws four was like a documentary or something it's based on a true story. <laughs> no. So yeah, he died at in, at age 75 in 2008. Yeah. So Chief Brody is unfortunately no longer with us. Well, uh, luckily or not, Ian Ziering still is. Do you think he's like the new Chief Brody? Like he's. I think Sharknado has a lot of Jaws parallels. Like it's borrowed a lot from the films. And I think they purposely done that. But I don't think he's the new Chief Brody because there is already a Martin Brody in Sharknado. His brother-in-law, played by Mark McGrath, him and his wife are named Martin and Ellen Brody. Uh, it's that's a pure reference right there. Or they're trying to say that that is the future chief of police from Amity. But he would be really old. I, I couldn't quite figure out how the ages worked. I would say Sharknado is supposed to take place first, I guess. It doesn't really work. If, if you're kid, trying to set up this timeline? Yeah, if we're trying to say they're in the same universe. I mean, the only thing that makes Jaws look like it comes before Sharknado is that it takes place. Like, it's filmed in the 70s, so it has that 70s look to it. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't quite work, though. Yeah, but well, you never know. There is that's his name. A nice homage. Yeah, or a rip off, depending how you look at it. I like that. So, anything else with where are they now for our good friend I've got Finley here? Some where have they been for, oh, for uh, Ian Ziering? That maybe I that could be a future <laughs> segment too. Ian Ziering got his kind of his big acting break starring on Beverly Hills 90210. Okay, he was on it for like ten years. Mm-hmm. He was a main character in that. So that got him a certain amount of fame and a certain amount of notoriety later in life after he wasn't on the show. And it was enough for him to appear on Dancing with the Stars. He appeared on Dancing with the Stars in 2007. Okay. His dance partner was Cheryl Burke, who I don't believe had a great time working with them. She said in an interview that working with Ian Ziering made her want to slit her wrists. Oh my gosh. She later kind of walked it back and said sorry for making light of suicide, but... (laughs) 
But she did, did she, did she make another analogy? Like he makes me want to, <laughs> I don't know. Eat trash or something? Eat, no, take, she didn't. Take cyanide. She didn't say anything else suicidal. Okay. She just said that one thing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why. I couldn't quite figure out why. It's not, he might be like a very dedicated, driven person. Yeah. Or maybe he's kind of crazy. Right. He was also in Celebrity Apprentice in 2015. How did he do? I don't think he did that great. I forget. He didn't. He definitely didn't win. Trump wasn't on it then. Was he? Do you know? Because I, I know he stopped it when he be, when he started running for president. Yeah. So he probably wasn't if it was 2015. Yeah. Probably not. Huh. Interesting. Uh, another interesting fact about mm-hmm. Ian Ziering. He auditioned to replace Bob Barker on The Price is Right. I'm kind of glad that they I, had Drew Carey instead. Yeah, really. Yeah, Not like would, Drew Carey's like an amazing host, but no, Ian Ziering. But, oh my gosh, no, I couldn't imagine. So you got anything else for where he's been? Um, I like no, that. That's, that's where he's been. That's an interesting segment. Since he's still, you know, he's still, he's, he's still he's around. Basically, I'm talking about the current. Right, exactly. And he'll still, and he will be in Sharknado for yes, The Fourth Awakens. Cool. All right. So, like we said earlier, uh, at the end of every episode we're gonna have a poll on facebook you can vote as to who you think would win whether it's chief martin brody from jaws or finn or finley the finn shepherd Shepherd from the sharknado series so you can go ahead and vote the poll will be up once this episode is also uploaded also remember you can reach us through twitter facebook and gmail and please subscribe and leave us a rating on itunes and you can also access our rss feed on podbean chris thanks for coming by Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. For the third week in a row. I appreciate that. Hope to be back. Definitely have you back. All right. Thanks for listening and bye-bye. You're going to need a bigger boat. Look out! More sharks! What are we going to do? We're going to need a bigger chopper. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.